So this is going to be another main topic where we don't talk about a particular one-off thing or a particular series or not even a trend like a motion moments animation. We're talking about, a, I think this might be our first time talking about a genre of video game. And it's actually, when you look at it, it's one of the technically like younger genres of video games. It didn't really start to happen until the late 90s uh, when, you know, multimedia advancements started to allow for it. But I think you, I know, I think the idea came about in one of your, our, it might be our Sam and Max episode because we're just doing me. For whatever reason, we mentioned uh, you mentioned Amplitude, uh, the original PS2 game and its recent PS4 reboot, and your history of that. And you brought up that you would love, or maybe I brought it up. I don't remember, but we both agreed we would love to talk about it's a general talk about the subgenre of rhythm games. Yes, indeed, uh, rhythm games are a shockingly huge part of my life. And same. So same. I'm, I'm excited. To, like I didn't even th- think about it until this topic came. I was like. Wow, I've but been it's actually a lot of them for a long I wouldn't time. say it's shocking because I, we're going to start a little chronologically. But you're a big music buff in general. Yes, indeed. Um, so, uh, in general, like I've become sort of a music nerd over the years. Um, I remember uh, gr- growing up, my mom listened to salsa and my dad listened to heavy metal, <laughs> while my younger sister was into like the boy bands. Salsa and metal go so well together. Yes, and so um, I remember one day. Uh, in the early 2000s, uh, there was this. There used to be this channel called Much Music USA, which eventually became Fuse. Ah. Uh, and Fuse used to be a music video channel, much like MTV was in the 80s. Except for some reason, they specifically focused on alternative music. Hmm. And because of that, uh, I got into a band called The Used, which are kind of like hardcore screamo. Oh yeah, I think I've heard of them. Yes, and they transitioned me because I got into The Used. Suddenly, I got into alternative music because i got into alternative music i got into like indie alternative music like bjork and things like that and you've and mentioned being into sudden, electronica at one point too like you've been all yes, over. yes and and now like i uh, with the exception of nashville country i like to say i listen to everything and i <laughs> specifically say nashville country because there's good country music out there i'm 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 open to ones that are more pop country like uh i heard pop on the radio that song oh, yeah, the I, fighter lady antebellum and uh or Perry even when ours branch out like it was it toby keith who did the fighter yeah, like I'm talking about song. like I, I lost my dog in my pickup truck with my girl. Like oh, I, oh, you just like that general tempo. Yeah, although I do have an addendum to that now that I think about it. bro country as well. I'm not a fan of. I know um, what that is. Florida Georgia Line, if you, any of those like that like it mixes elements of hip hop and country. Um, huh. <laughs> I like some hip hop, but yeah, country's not my thing. Um, and I'll just put it on the table. I'm not super knowledgeable about music. I'd say two thirds of me listening to audio is listening to podcasts, new and old. But I have bought a decent amount of stuff on iTunes, Amazon, and now I have a Spotify Pro, so I discover new some new stuff. But I often, I don't. I'll admit, I just don't try to branch out and discover new artists that often. So. I can't even say I have favorite artists because I might just buy a couple singles or one album of them. And a lot of it is just soundtracks from stuff like games and, and movies. So my musical tastes aren't that thorough. For me, I just love rhythm games because for various reasons, when I play my favorite ones, they're just one of the most satisfying things for me to play because they make you feel connected to the music. I feel like we're going to go to specific games in a second, but I yeah. feel like when songs use popular music and then people are like, why don't you add this song or this song or this song? They kind of forget it's not about the best songs that are out there. It's about, it's what, about fits. what songs work with the play style. Right, um, right. I remember uh, uh, during one of the rock bands, they put out Paramore's Crush, Crush, Crush as the song. Yeah, they put like, a couple of Paramore songs. Yeah, yeah, but that was the first one. Like, why are you putting that one and not like the huge songs or anything like that? It's because 
this one's more fun to play. Because if you think of the misery business solo, it's literally just like it's the same thing. Oh, the one time I I got my parents to play rock band, and we'll get to more rock band later. My dad sang was singing, and he picked "Tangled Up in Blue," which is one of the most repetitive songs to play ever. It's just the same tune for like thirty seconds over and over. Yeah, you no gotta realize that. Like, I remember I bought songs at times not because I thought they were, uh, they were my favorite songs. Although, they, of course, I had some that were just songs I legitimately liked. But like, uh, what seemed fun? I remember at one point there were note chart videos on YouTube that I would look up. Oh, there still are, and, but they're not as yeah, numerous, obviously. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this looks fun, and that's how. And so I feel like people forget that the point of rhythm games isn't to do just listen to your favorite music again which granted that's a part of it mm-hmm. but the gameplay has to be fun too yeah oh I've had multiple times in Guitar Hero and Rock Band where a song I love I'm excited for because I mostly play guitar sometimes it's just not fun on that um, yeah but that's music so but yeah we're, so you know what it's like to play Seven Nation Army as a dr- as a drummer no I yeah. haven't played much drums it's literally just just pay, bass pedal, pedal 80% of the time the song is just doom 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 <laughs> oh what oh I remember one of the worst was Beastie Boys Sabotage or So What You Want no So What You Want but I don't, yeah. I don't, it's just the same the guitar and that is almost nothing yes um, but let's so we're, we're trying to get a little chronological um, yeah let's get chronological here now, I was just making a point yeah so I don't know if we have the exact same what was the first one we played but it's generally agreed the first proper rhythm game that is recognized as it is 97 PS1 Parappa the Rapper Yes, uh, I rented Parappa from a Blockbuster once. And yeah. I I remember within two days uh, going mad hard on it, but I couldn't beat the restroom stage. <laughs> That'll make no sense for people who haven't played it, but uh, Parappa's a weird series. But yeah, that was that was kind of a... I think back then it, they weren't even trying to pioneer. They were just experimenting because one thing I do miss about... I'd say up to the time like the PS3 360 era started, games weren't afraid to be more experimental and weird from bigger developers, even when it didn't pay off. Simply because games cost less to make back then, because yes. you had limited technology. So those of you that never played Parappa the Rapper game, basically for every time you do a button press, Parappa would be a rapping dog that would rap the syllable or it's, word that you would press. It was with. a mimicking Sonic Sense thing. Like you'd see the characters on the middle of the screen, and then at the top it's a scrolling bar. One person would say it, you'd see the buttons press, so you know the timing. And then you with Parappa would redo it, and it the timing in that game is strict. If we're talking to the first one, um, yes, the the first but, one it it's so it's so tight to try to get it. And, yeah, because it, it got always, it. Always Go seems slightly off to me because you got to consider that uh, PlayStation One days you didn't get one for one reaction all the time with certain things. Well, lag's a bigger problem these days, but games. But they they, games, they have they have things to try to set. Yeah, up they have calibration. Lag. Parappa, yeah. that first one, you, you don't have that option. Though they did re- re- remash it on PS4, and I think they did have options. Yes. But uh, yeah, the timing of that one is really strict. But I mean, I just loved the game all around. Like, uh, it was a very unique style. It was Paper Mario before Paper Mario, because all the characters were paper flat, like 3D models with sprite faces and designs. It was kind of. And a, the thing is, all the characters each had their own semi music style yeah. that you would face off against. Yeah. Um, the freaking flea market frog was so fun. I remember as a kid, even though at first time I saw like all those X's, I had to go in the rain or in the snow. I'm like, Jesus. In the rain or in the snow. 
<laughs> All you have, and some of the lyrics are just ridiculous. The skunk over here will bring you. But everybody knows these lyrics. Um, the pump over here comes with the truck. The yeah, pump you know over... like all all the, the words to that freaking the freaking songs. Oh my god! I or um, the egg into the bowl. The other day, I was called a little turkey, but I'm a chicken. Got it? You beef jerky. You beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> we could just do the rest of this episode recreating Parappa songs. Um, but yeah, Parappa was a opinion though. Yeah, I think two songs are better. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, well, let's, 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 let's talk about the, so the, it had a proper sequel and a spinoff, and the, the spinoff yes. is actually my favorite of all three, Um Jammer Lammy. Unjammer Lammy's mad good. It's um, awesome, and it kind of broke format that it technically it played the exact same, but uh, Lammy, the main character, who's this, obviously she's a lamb, though she's so stylized, it's hard to tell, she's in a singer, she's a guitarist, so the, you know, your mentor would still sing, and then you do a guitar equivalent. Um, yeah, so which, basically, like, he, he would go, like, uh, remember there was the play, Get up, like, put your chainsaw on, 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 on. The song is literally the best song in the game. Which is? Uh, the freaking never used a change for the... I was, I'm partial to the, uh, the airplane level. Good little guy, give away the soldier. Just yeah, a lot of fun there. You, the, 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 the person would, would, would sing something, or rap something, or say something. Yeah, but then you, it's reinterpreted it as guitar. But you still get the general rhythm of it, and the note symbols still show tell you when to press things. And, and the timing like, in Lamian 2 was much less strict, so it's more enjoyable overall. And not to mention, I think it, the, the, the type of situations you're in makes more sense for guitarists, because you can almost rap in that game. And try yeah. to hear Parappa say, Mama, Mama, Mama. Mama, 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 Mama. It's like he's SpongeBob. Mama, 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 Mama. Yes. But that still, that actually did blow my mind that you basically unlocked a separate mini campaign redone version of the songs with Parappa. Like, content-wise, those games are so sparse by today's standards. Like, six to eight songs. Yeah, but the fact that you could literally unlock a basically a new Parappa game. That it, yeah, it was basically, it was it ended up being Parappa 1.5 with an awesome guitar thing on it. And yeah, after, Parappa 2, I remember, that kind of killed the series because critically people were not as kind to it. They were like, it, you haven't evolved you as beat, much. It's, a, it's easier and you can beat the game in about an hour. But it's still fun. It's mad fun. The story's good. The comedy's good. The songs are fantastic. Yeah, no, I think Parappa 2 gets a bad uh, rap. Um, I recommend, there's a podcast I love I recommend called Retronauts because they made me look at older names. They did an episode. They praised Parappa 1 on Lammy and they just trashed Parappa 2 and I was like, why? Um, the, none of them are the, perfect, the, but, but, uh, all, like there's like, you know, that all the bosses are unique and fun and have different music stuff. I freaking to this day, flavor, flavor for my people, people is like, come on kid, let's shot for the final. <laughs> yes. Oh, I will always have that intro in there. Give me my best shot to keep myself. Right. That's, that's, that's a great character. I, to bring out the I do remember one complaint that was valid. You could, you should have been able to unlock Lammy for an alternate campaign again. But she's no, just but a background instead, instead, you unlock the hats, and they remix the songs, and the remix songs aren't as good as No, the it's not as natural a beat. It's cool for replay value, but, you know, like you said, songs are important. Like, I know. That's the problem, though. That's why I, I remember I, played, I replayed the game recently. I even streamed a little bit of it, and I didn't beat the final boss because I just wanted to replay the same songs without having them change. Yeah, you have to I, – I don't remember if you there's a way to – You have to make it all the way back around. Like yellow hat, blue hat, pink hat. Yeah. And then you get the originals. Again. If it was made today, you'd probably have separate difficulty settings or something. Um, that's why we talk about game mechanics getting more streamlined. But yeah, that was that was it for Parappa for a while. Other than uh, I know there was an anime that went on Japan that sounded there, crazy. There was an anime which the theme song is great. Oh, the I have the theme song and closing song. They're great, but I heard the show was pretty mad. And, they, and Lammy wasn't in it. They made up some characters, which sucks. Side note: um, the closest thing we got recently was Parappa being playable on PlayStation All Stars, which I thought was awesome. Uh, also, side. 
side note about the voice actors, most of them, you know, they don't really have that many credits. Parappa, he's he's a real a rapper in real life, and there are two things. One, he seems to be a complete asshole in real life because yes, did you hear about, about how he say, scammed like, a fan? Yeah, he he scammed fans online. And they, they asked him to be a voice for a fan project. He said yes, took the money and ran, and then, like, slandered them when they tried to ask him about it online. Like, seems like a big yeah. dick. Um, the other thing is, I believe, not in the second Song Adventure, but he did the Knuckles rap in the first game. I think. Uh, yeah, here I am rougher than the rest of them. The one that's gotten memes to death. Yeah, yeah. That's, that oh, is Parappa. Real name Dread Fox. Like, Sonic, but... I don't chuckle. That's him, yeah. Oh, no. Um, the other interesting <laughs> one, uh, Patrick would appreciate this. Lammy went on to be in, the, in Spam a lot. The uh, Broadway show. She's the oh, lady nice. of the lake. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the funny thing is, like, I remember when uh, Parappa came out, I wanted to play so many games like it. And literally the only thing that existed at the time was Bust a Groove on PS1, which, by the way, isn't any good. I have not played that, <laughs> but I wanted to. Just a little side thing. Um, yeah, so this was during the PS1 days. Since I was in, like, elementary school at the time, I did not have the income to buy an additional – up till high school when I – saved up money i had to be a nintendo kid because i was getting them as the systems and games as presents pretty much and th- that was i remember perhaps was the big game i begged my parents please get a playstation please get a PlayStation. and they're like no no so what i would actually end up doing is my local mom and pop video store at the time box office video r.i.p uh would let you rent a playstation along with games and my main memories of that are renting proper one lammy and crash bandicoot warped uh, nice like uh i own crash bandicoot two and three um, have you played have you played insane trilogy I, yeah, I have. It's awesome. It's really good. I love it. Um, I and I'm just gonna say outright, it is a little different, but not enough to break the game. Yeah. Also, just one last side note about Parappa. So, if you have a PS4, there is a full-on remaster of Parappa One available, and they also did a PS2 re-release of Parappa Two. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a straight port of two. But yeah, but high def trophies, but, uh, the yeah. works. Yeah, um, and you can the, get a uh, vanilla port of Lammy on the PS3 and PSP and Vita store. I'd recommend that too. Yes. So basically, PS1 days, I'm like, well, I want to get more music games like this. Nothing existed until I remember going to my local arcade and discovering Dance Dance Revolution. Yep, yep. One of the big ones. Um, and yes. kind of its own subgenre of the subgenre is those that involve dance and motion. Yes. So, DDR, if you've never been to a movie theater in your life, is basically a game where basically you would stand in a place and there were four steps one in front of you one behind you one to your left one arrows, to your right basically yeah four arrows and basically you would have to step on the corresponding arrow when it lined up to where it was supposed to go on the with screen. your feet and sometimes you'd have to do two at once and they yes. got pretty rapid yes and eventually you would get faster and faster pro tip for someone who was actually done DDR competitively and is going to compete in it competitively in about three weeks. Oh boy. CEO is having a Dance Dance Revolution tournament on it. Uh, <laughs> two things for those of you that want to get better at DDR. One, you don't have to stay in the center. You can leave your foot on the panel and just lift it up and put it back down. Yeah, it doesn't register if, you're, if it's already held down. It won't register for another note. Because I remember seeing so many people just like trying to get back to center so that their foot is not on there and that would screw you up. That's mm. not how it goes. You just have to step in time. You What's the other step? Always... Um, there's a thing behind you if you ever play in arcades called a bar. Yeah, that guardrail. Um, yeah, yeah, basically, it's supposed to help you balance uh, in case you, you know happen to slip or anything like that. But what most people do is they would lean on it so that way they can support their weight. And so that way they're not putting as much weight down when you would go from these long streams. Go yeah, they move faster. When I've walked by really professional-looking players playing it, they're, they've got their arms behind them, leaning on the rail, and their feet are just a mile a minute. 
Exactly, because that way, because that way, if you're leaning against the rail with your arms, you're not putting all your weight on your feet. So yep. it would help you move faster. I will say I have limited exposure to DDR. I played the the Mario Mix one for GameCube, which is a lot toned down difficulty wise. Uh, and speaking of final bosses, I couldn't beat Bowser at the end, but it was fun. Uh, but I've also I've tried a little bit of. Um, there's also a current subsect of. If there you have series that aren't as big as they used to be or stopped, some people have taken up doing like open source, unofficial, fan curated uh, equivalents. And oh yeah, the there's DR. a Step Mania. Yeah, uh, if you, which if you, there used ahead. to be in high school, there was a Step Mania site where you could download people's custom mixes of steps and things yeah. like that. And there still and, are sites in active communities. Um, and I've actually you could there, I've even seen people convert arcade cabinets to Step Mania. Uh, I've actually been to a meetup in Virginia that, that does that with a Stepmania cabinet. Shout out to an, Emmy. There was an here. arcade in Fort Lauderdale here where basically what they did, what the, they modded the arcade so that it had a USB slot. Yeah. And you could put the USB slot. It was an in-the-groove machine, so technically not DDR. But yeah, in-the-groove uh, was kind of an imitator. Yes. And you would put the USB stick in, and it, it basically it would map it would, you, your preloaded charts and maps. You could play on an actual arcade machine. Yeah, and for the record, if you don't, you can still play using your keyboard or controller, which for a lot of people yeah, could probably be easier. you don't have to actually dance. Just use your arrow keys on your keyboard. Or any or any key. I'm sure it's custom mapping. Yeah, I remember. I I remember. In order to, I bought DDR Extreme, and I did, and I wanted to unlock all the songs, but I didn't want to dance. So basically, if you played on PS2, your uh, triangle, X, square, and circle buttons would be your corresponding steps. Could you use the D-pad too for like when they're? You doors? could, but the D-pad's almost impossible to do. Like, oh no, I mean, like you could do like the left D-pad and the circle at the same time, maybe. Yes, you could do stuff like that. Too. Treat each one like a foot. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, DDR is a fun thing and is still around in one in some form. It's not as big yes, as the yes. US. As... DDR still exists. Um, yeah. there's there are modern mixes, but most of them are either like you know Japan exclusive Japan, things like that. Early, I want to talk briefly on DDR music for a second. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. techno driven. Yes, very EDM, uh, very Japanese EDM too. And the funny thing is, um, if you listen to like the early '90s stuff, there's like all these lists of artists that do songs. If you look up who they actually are, it's usually like just three or four different artists doing most <laughs> of the music, making it appear under, bigger under than it is. Synonyms and things like that. And I will say, time, uh, I love. There's this one song, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's um, they use it as the intro for that game, Rumble Roses. Nice. Yeah, that's that song. That's a. Uh, and it's called True. Uh, what? It, it's, I believe it's called True. Um, Whatever it is, it's awesome. It's beautiful. Yes. Um, I'm sure uh, there are other the funny thing is, like, you can always tell when it's uh, when it's a song made for DDR or if it was a song that pre-existed beforehand because of the lyrical content. I remember uh, playing Think You Better D recently on a DDR machine, and the, the opening lyrics are like, Peace and equality. Let's live together. Let's live in harmony. <laughs> like, just... Japan. Yes. It was, it was written by Bash the Stampede. <laughs> Love and peace. Um, yes. So, uh, okay, and, so we move on. One, one, one minor thing on uh, yeah. you know, Konami songs is not just DDR. They had two other types of games, one of which that I loved, one of which I'm not so high on. So they had a keyboard-based game called Beat Mania. Yeah. They had a keyboard and a DJ uh, scratch. Yeah. And I played a little bit of it. I wasn't super good at it because my dexterity in my hands is not as my feet. But it's the same, basically the same song, same style. But like, it was a unique, interesting play style. And there's certain songs that are so fun to scale up and down on a keyboard. Like mm-hmm. you'd play three, two, one stars. It goes do 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 do, and you just scale your hand up and back down. And it was so fun. 
What was the other one? Uh, I don't know the name of it. We actually have it in our... It's not poppin' music, is it? It would basically wave your hands above and below sensors. Oh, para para? Para para, yes. Para para paradise. Yeah, using motion sensors. That one's always intimidated me. Um, Um, And also just... It's it's not as responsive and you look ridiculous. Right, (laughs) yeah. That's a problem with motion controls that rhythm games, you have to be so precise. Though we'll get to one motion rhythm game that I love. Um, Also, side note, uh, it's Namco who does Taiko, right? Yes. Taiko Drum Master, that's a big one in Japan, which technically we kind of got it when they did Donkey Konga, which I didn't like very much. Um, I own Donkey Konga, and I remember the first thing, my I think my sister was the first person to play it, and we were rocking on there, and you would just go, dun, boom, dun, boom, clap. clap. It was cool that you clapped, <laughs> but yeah. it was a little too basic for me. And also, I was very bitter about it, because that was the first DK game they made after Rare left. So I was like, you're doing this is what you do? Seriously? And to be fair, did, then they went that and made platformer ju- with the bongos ever Jungle Beat out? was awesome. Yeah. Jungle Beat is, it. I was mad about it before it came out because it was like DK was the only element returning, but playing it is a, is a blast. I highly recommend it. Uh, though I will say, I won't miss his bongo final smash. That was a horrible final smash. Now he just Yes, thank you. God it's gone. <laughs> oh, so much better. But I think we can move on R. slightly R. bit. R.I.P. Landmaster so, 2. What? R.I.P. Landmaster 2. Landmaster! <laughs> that was, oh, they, they, you, they announced that it's going to be. The, they talked about when playing Fox that it's a new Fox again. So what, his voice, no, yeah. So oh. it's no more mission accomplished. Well, that was actually the original guy from '64 because they got him back. I know, zero. but yeah, but a lot of people hated. Like, I like I didn't mind it too much. There were certain lines. He did that, sound cooler in the GameCube games. Yeah, and I, but I I think he has the best death scream in four. Um, when he would star KO, he just go. Ah! Oh. <laughs> My favorite is Rosalina's because she sounds so disinterested. It's just that oh, uh, she falls for that. Smash thing. Uh, Kid Icarus's Star KO changed. You ever played Kid Icarus Uprising? Yeah, I, I believe it's this game where basically he's like faltering in the sky and he's like, I never even learned how to read or things like that. <laughs> Kid uh, Uprising is like one of the best written Nintendo games ever. When you says, Star KO Pit, he says, I never learned how to read. <laughs> <laughs> Uprising is really fun, by the way. Um, yes. But yeah, no, I think, okay, so let's, I, are you okay with moving forward to console generation? Yeah, I'm done. Like, I, I just wanted to get all this, all the DDR, uh, the B- Konami. Also, quick mention, stuff. they also did Guitar Freaks, which will be relevant to. I had Guitar Freaks uh, in our, our GameWorks arcade yeah, here. Yeah, which, and, we'll get to it, but it was essentially ripped off for maybe the most popular American rhythm game of all time. Yeah, but And you is, know what I'm talking about, the, but we're not the there yet. The problem with, with, that, with that Guitar Freaks game is that, a, it was mad slow, and B, it was necessary to tilt the guitar to hit certain things, and the sensors on those oh. arcade machines weren't the best. <laughs> no, they uh, harmonics improved on the tilt, what that's for then. Uh, I also yeah. remember, I did try, there are only three buttons instead of five, not as uh, engaging that way. Um, yeah. But okay, so I'm talking about, I remember a lot of quirky and some of my favorite, most unique rhythm games ever. I played on the PS2, and it, this also extends to the GameCube, Xbox, and uh, Dreamcast. I will say right now, I have not played much Space Channel 5. That's not my thing. Oh, man. I had Space Channel 5 on Dreamcast. Do you like it? I think it, it's, it's again, mad short. And well, a lot of the narrative-driven rhythm games are by nature that, but... Yeah, but it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of little quirky, cute things about it. Like, basically, if you... Did, Every time you basically you would save people by dancing and shooting. Oh yeah. But every time you would screw up a step, someone would get 
disappear and taken back. Also that like Ulala was a reporter the whole time, so in between verses she would just be like walking to the yeah, beat with, this, a, with this, a microphone. This is Ula, reporting for Space Channel 5. Going and that this. she yelled out her actions, up, down, shoot, shoot, shoot. But, uh, but one neat thing that would happen is you would unlock periodically uh, special specific people. Like I remember the first level, you would beat a certain section and you'd unlock a Taurus. And when you're walking, like every in between every every fight, they had they play that na 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 na. Yeah, guys, walk. And the thing is, if you unlock, if you just save like a musician, they would go on top of it. Like, so I saved the guitarist. He's just going. Oh, they add backing tracks. Yes, that's cool. Of course, at the final level, you can save Michael Jackson. Space Michael, they call him. Space Michael. That's what happens in real life, I think. To use the Men in Black quote. To use the Men in Black quote, Michael Jackson didn't die. He just went home. Yeah, and so what happens is when you when you save Michael Jackson, Ulala has a very specific walk she does throughout the entire game. Is it the moonwalk? Like, no, she. Have you ever seen the music for Beat It where he shakes his fists like, uh, like? Oh, it's I, the beat. Yeah, to, like the Beat It finale where Beat It, Beat It. He like shakes his fist and he puts his arms up and down. With it. I think they so. They do yeah. the Michael Jackson Beat It walk as nice. they walk down. And I bet I'm sure that that whole thing happened because he uh both that he did the moonwalker game and look up the sonic 3 soundtrack some of that was him but it's complicated yeah he he has a, a decent relationship with sega had unfortunately yeah but yeah so Space Jump, not my thing, but I respected its quirkiness and it does have a following. Uh, no, I remember, we talked about Parappa 2. I remember one that just came out of nowhere. I saw it on back when I think it was still Tech TV or was, or it was G4 on X Play. Have you ever played Guitaru Man? I'm aware of it. I've never actually played Guitaru it. Guitaru Man is fantastic and often hard, but I've never played a game like it. Now, it looks crazy because they did the thing of it's 3D models with like flat textured 2D drawings for faces, so it looks very quirky. Um, it has a plot that's batshit crazy, a very, uh, some pretty bad voice acting. Uh, the main character is really annoying because he's a wimp, but playing it, it's awesome. The idea is that you're this kid who's chosen to be the Guitar Man warrior and fight these aliens, and so the way it works is you're divided into two distinct play styles where it's not just pressing buttons. One of them is. So, like, the when the enemy attacks, because each both you and the enemy have a health bar. Yeah. When they when it's their turn to go on the offensive, it does the standard buttons coming symbols coming towards the center of the screen. You press those to dodge. But when you're playing to attack them or regain health, it has a cursor in the center, and you it has a little like needle that comes out depending on which way you're tilting the left analog stick, and it has borders that approach it. So it's kind of like keep the border within the two to the beat of the song. Like, super unique, and the soundtrack's incredible. I recommend... I mean, I'm probably, for a lot of these games, I'll be putting some from them in the background. Because I imported the Guitar Man CD back in the day, because I just loved it that much. It also did get a uh, PSP re-release with two new songs, though I have yet to play it. I, yeah, speaking of actually unique control styles, uh, there was a game that I never owned, but I rented a lot, because, again, I got into this rhythm game phase in my yeah. life on PS2 called Mad Maestro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually did run that once, and I sucked at it, but I thought it was a neat concept. Here's the thing that's that's really... So the PlayStation 2 compared to the PlayStation 1 had buttons. Had what? And so the way Mad Maestro worked is you were uh, you would work as a conductor of an orchestra. Yeah. But, but the way conductors work, they don't play any actual music. They just tell the people to play softer or louder. And the tempo. And the tempo. So basically, there would be this ball bouncing across the screen, and depending on whether the 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 button that was hovering over the ball was either green, yellow, or red, you'd have to press it softly, medium, or hard. Yeah, it's like the only game I can think of that is entirely dependent on the pressure of your button presses, and I could not well, get the hang of it. technically, the first Street Fighter in arcades was... I mean, for the whole game, I mean. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
Um, but like, uh, basically, you had to try your best to like really, really careful with your button presses. It was about timing. It was, it was all classical about music, how right? How hard you press the button, and it was all classical music. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, habanera and all this stuff. Maybe I'll give it another try because my skills have totally gotten better. Um, yeah, I remember. I think it was a really cool concept. I just liked at it. And the funny else. thing is, if you watch gameplay of it, the the sequences that would happen in the background are kind of really funny. I remember there was like a circus level, right? Yes. It's like a talking lion or something. Yeah, because this game is really Japanese for the. Oh, of course. Uh, and it, it's re- it's really fun. Uh, it's not for everyone. It's because of the fact that uh, it's if if you do have a PS2, like for our, I don't know how good your pressure sensitive buttons are this Nowadays. years later. Yeah. Uh, but. I think it's a really unique concept, and once you get the hang of it, I think it's actually really fun. I actually believe it got a sequel that was Japanese exclusive too. Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't unaware of that one. Maybe I, I might be mixing up with something else, but I mean that would probably be a very import-friendly game since most of it is just about the button times. Um, but I have one more big one that is not on home consoles, but around the same late era. That did you ever play Owen Don or Elite Beat Agents? Uh, okay, so I'm a very aware of Elite Bit Agents, but I've never owned any form of DS in my life, so I've uh, never played it. Okay, now, I'll just sum it up. It is actually from the same development team, developer as Guitar Man, so no wonder I loved it. And it's one of the clever, most clever and smart uses of, you know, basically the first touchscreen game console. So, it's also story-driven, and just a real quick setup. So, the first one was this game called Owen Don, only in Japan. If you don't know what Owen Dons are, I didn't until I looked it up. They are kind of the Japanese equivalent of cheerleaders or cheer squads. But over there, it's not just... they do. I think they do have the conventional girl pom-poms and stuff. But they also have, like, macho-looking guys in trench coats doing, like, these very official-looking poses. And so that's the idea. It's in modern-day Japan. Every They took a bunch of... I believe they are famous pop songs over there. Actually, I know it because the last level in the first one is Ready, Steady, Go from Fullmetal Alchemist. And Didn't Elite Agents eventually use, like, American... I'm getting to that. It's a very interesting yeah. saga. So the, the idea is that every level, every song has a little cutscene told through kind of like motion comics about some person in modern day Japan with a crazy scenario. Like, oh, there are aliens invading. Oh, we're, we're helping Cleopatra now. And oh, I gotta win this race. And the Owen Don pop up. They yell for them. Like, Owen Don! They pop up. These guys just, they're just hanging out somewhere. And they. So the lower, the upper screen is like kind of fluff. It's just little graphics going on with the scenario. The bottom screen in the background, you see 3D models of them dancing. But the idea is that little circles pop up and little circle, circular borders, like overlays, sh- gradually shrink in. And to the beat of the song, every time one of those overlays overlaps the circle, you tap them or slide them or spin them. Um, really natural, intuitive use. And even better, um, the game had four difficulties, uh, which, you know, obviously besides... It wasn't just uh, how many notes there were, but placement and patterns. So playing each difficulty felt like a unique experience and added a lot to the replay value. So you were talking about Elite Beat Agents. Like I said, this was a very Japanese-centric game. There were never any plans to localize it, and you can tell from the writing and scenarios. But it got imported so much, myself included, that Nintendo became aware of this and had the developers, Innis, make... Uh, I guess you could call it a spin-off. I've heard people say it's a remake. It's not because all the levels and songs and little notes layouts are different. But they took that gameplay template and made an American version, Elite Beat Agents. Same scenario and gameplay, except there you have more of these kind of men in black with microphones. Yeah. The, the reason why I'm aware of the pop song, because uh, as I said, I'm a music nerd. I always try to find like new artists, yeah. like new songs. 
do you know how much it blew my mind that a song as obscure as Walkie Talkie Man was in an Elite Beat Agents It was game. the first level, and it was the main one they used for the Ekan pin. Yes, that song is, like, I just I remember hear, hearing it as a You Ought to Know from Steve's Untitled Rock Show. And yeah. out of nowhere, I'm seeing this, like, wait, what? Yeah, fun level, too. Um, yeah. And it, it kind of ran the game. It had a Queen song. It had YMCA. Uh Ashley Simpson that's aged well um, but it was a blast oh it had, it had the uh, it had Can Heat the Napoleon Dynamite dance song years before that movie came out oh, and uh, also uh, now unfortunately it was one of the best reviewed DS games ever and I remember I got it my first year of college and that is probably my most played handheld game ever I loved it and I loved Owen Don um, but it apparently did not sell as well as they hoped so there's never a sequel but there was an Owen Don sequel um, kind of same same template only the plot twist is that there's a rival cheer squad who pops up so half the levels you have different guys in the background and they have to team up at the end all three are wonderful games if you're okay with Japanese songs uh, then I recommend checking out Owen Don and Elite Beat Agents I can recommend just about anyone in America um, and they also both got Smash Brothers trophies in Brawl yes uh, and one last thing that I will say, then I can we can probably move forward a little bit. Each of those games, one unique thing is that each of them has a level that just drops the over-the-top comedic pretense, and it's just sad as hell. Do you know what I'm talking about with Leapy Agents? Uh, I am aware of it, but again, I've never actually played it's, any of the games. I'll but. sum up real quick. The templates, the song they use is You're the Inspiration by Chicago. You know, you're the meaning in my life. For the, the record, I hate that song. Oh, I love it because of this game now. But the idea uh, is that... Chicago is like the ultimate in 80s cheese. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, story out there. The gimmick is this, this like little girl's dad goes on a business trip, but is in a car crash and dies after promising to be back for Christmas. And so she's still in denial going like, he's going, no, he's promised he's going to come home. And the mom's going to, you got to get over it. And she begs to come home. So the whole song is... You know them doing stuff they used to like to do, like cleaning up the, his his study or making his favorite cake and stuff. And if you beat the level, the end is his ghost coming by to give the present he promised and say goodbye. And uh, these games have made multiple people cry, myself included. Uh, it's kind of a great left turn for one one little bit, and just makes it that much more special to me, honestly. So I absolutely re- I think that like these might be the most recommended games I talk about. Actually. We're, I, I feel like we're about to get to the most popular ones, but we forgot a big one. Let's talk about Harmonix's first rhythm games. Oh, yes. Yeah. So there's a game called Frequency that mm-hmm. came out. For the and PS2 never, and a sequel called Amplitude. Yes. I was about to say, like, I never got much into Frequency, but the sequel Amplitude was a staple in my house. Frequency is great. Amplitude is phenomenal. Yes. Uh, so for those of you that never played Amplitude, basically... You're in this little spaceship, and there are multiple tracks representing different pieces of music. Whether different, it's drums, different instruments bass, and the vocals you switch with the yes, D-pad. vocals, bass, synth, guitar. And you would use the D-pad to switch tracks, and then you would... Uh, technically, you're sub- the way you're introduced to it is you're supposed to press square, triangle, and circle. Yeah, left but it's easier to do right. L1, R1, and R2. So they exactly. Get, they, get, they get vicious. And uh, me and my sister were obsessed with playing that... Freaking. Of course, there's some really popular songs in there. But More I think so in Amplitude, because best... I think they have the clout for it. There's like Weezer and David yes. Bowie and stuff. Yes, but I think there's so, they were so smart in picking songs to get you to... Um, Kurashi's Baseline, I think, is one of the best rhythm game song selections of all time. Because When we first brought up Amplitude, you started quoting that song. Baseline! Baseline! got fools on the beat and they're giving me baseline because the thing is you start on the bass track and the bass track is the whole point of baseline and so you hear 
do 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 and then you move to your right and the drums are there's a and it slowly builds the song it's so satisfying to slowly build the song because the idea is after you do that you'll need to do it again sooner or later like they'll wear out um but it's so great to get them all going like the pacing is so smart yeah because i think for certain songs it doesn't work as well i think like i'm play Slipknot's I Am Hated, but the th- problem with that song, it starts at 100 miles an hour, so it's going 320. Oh, yeah, you get, you can't, it's and hard then to catch the it, tempo. Everything drops, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> I have yeah. to build the song back up. And there are some, like, I know they use certain songs as, like, boss songs. I remember there were beautiful ones like that, uh, that David Bowie, everyone says hi. Uh, my favorite was Shades of Blue, who's made by some indie DJ. That's just a beautiful, beautiful, like, that, that vocal, oh. I'm, doing, I'm not doing it justice. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I think it also has one of the best, like, it's weird to consider it like a boss song. Mm-hmm. Um, computer Controller is such a boss song. <laughs> There's like, so yeah. many boss songs. And, yeah. and I actually would recommend Frequency 2, but play them in order because Amplitude kind of takes everything up a notch. Um, they had a re-release, didn't they? They and had they- a kind of a reboot. We talked about it. Basically... Now we're going to get to our we're going to talk harmonics more because they went through a huge rise and fall because of a certain two series they made. Um, they've been independent for a couple of years now and they're still making some quirky stuff. They were able to do a reboot of Amplitude through Kickstarter. I, I funded it and got it made. I and know it's still, I, I made a donation as well because I was so excited for. Yeah, no, we talked about it. It is good. It is worth playing. It is still a blast to play. But because they did not have the money for big name or talented artists, this soundtrack is very forgettable. And that's a big, that's a key ingredient in the rhythm problem games. with frequency, I think. I, in the entirety of frequency, I think there was one song I distinctly remember and liked. I don't even know what it's called, but it was that song with the lady singing. No, that was Amplitude, Shades of Blue. That's one I was just talking. No, that's not in, no, in frequency. Are you like, sure? Da, 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 da. Oh, no, that is, yeah. No, there's another one. Oh, the, in frequency, it's the touch um, was Lo-Fi's in Ibiza and Frequency or Amplitude? I love that one. Yeah. But no, yeah which one right. was that in? The, that's, that, but that's how, how forgettable that the Frequency soundtrack is, is that Amplitude song. Hang on, I'm searching <laughs> Lo-Fi in Ibiza. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, where's no reason for you No, because the, 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 song, the song that I'm thinking of from Frequency is, like, very techno-driven and has a female singer just kind of just uh, s- singing like words that sound like nonsense the whole yeah. time. <laughs> okay, I'll just for the record, I'm, the song I'm thinking about, Lo-Fi's and Visit, that is Frequency. That's my favorite song in it. That's a great song. But um, yeah, so seek those out. And I would say seek out the PS4 version, but go in with tempered expectations. I wish they'd at least done some DLC for it. Um, all right, so before we get to probably the most popular Western ones, do you have any other titles you want to mention? Um, so technically not a rhythm game, but a music game. I was a huge fan of Res. Res is fantastic, as, as is its spiritual successor, Child of Life. Yes. Um, I think Res has a really good, like, it aesthetically it's pleasing. And just like what makes Amplitude so good is that you slowly build up the songs. Yeah. And, and sorry, it sounds, Orbital Funny Break is the song I'm thinking of. I'm sorry, I was, I was Wikipediaing it like crazy, trying to remember okay. Um, but... I think that what makes Res, Res is technically not a rhythm game, but because you're slowly building up the song and making it and pumping it and pumping it and pumping it, it it's such a pleasure to play. 
as a music fan. It really is. And technically, yeah, its genre is more of the rail shooter. Think something like the old school Star Fox or Planet Harrier where you're moving forward automatically and shooting stuff. But it has a heavy musical and rhythm element to it. That's integral. So it's kind of a hybrid, but it's wonderful. Res has been re-released a couple times. It was originally Dreamcast and PS2. Then it got a 360 port. And now I think it's got a PS4 and PC port recently. I, I know one of them was VR. Um, yeah. Child of Light is exclusive to Xbox 360 that you can also play on Xbox One. And I recommend yeah, that one. It is a VR res. That's right. Uh, is it on PlayStation? Because um, I'm going to Google what res VR is on. I'm pretty sure it's PS4. And I think the yeah. VR is optional. Actually. The, the reason why I bring this up is because literally like three hours ago, my sister's like, I'm thinking of getting a PlayStation VR because she has both two games that she already owns and plays all the time that she wants to play on uh, on VR, which are Gran Turismo and I guess one that sort of fits into this sequence also Hatsune Miku. Uh, yeah, which, yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about that when we get to the more modern stuff. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Res, original release was on PS2 and Dreamcast. Res HD was an early 360 downloadable port, and Res Infinite is the newer one for PS4, uh, PC, and somehow Android. I'm curious about how that would work. Um, oh, but uh, probably because of the VR elements. Uh, Android phones do have VR. Oh, I don't know much about VR, so that's probably why. But yeah, I think um, I'm pretty sure Infinite is not VR exclusive, though. That was just an addition. So that if you have those newer consoles, that's probably your best bet. Uh, Res is great. And uh, but um, do you want to talk about? We've been teasing it. Probably the most popular Western rhythm games ever. Yeah, so let's start where it all starts. Uh, there's a game called Guitar Hero out there. We mentioned Guitar Freaks, and yeah, Harmonics, the people behind Frequency and Amplitude, back when they were pretty small and unknown outside of those games, uh, decided to kind teamed of... Up, teamed up with Activision. No, and... it didn't start with Activision. They started with this other indie company, Red Octane, for the first time. Oh, really? Time. Oh, yeah. No, Red Octane are the people that made the... the, the they the manufactured the controllers and the game. They were nothing, yeah. so... And that's also why those first two games are all cover songs, pretty much. Guitar Hero was... Because uh, alleviation is the same thing. Because apparently it's it's often cheaper to get the rights to do a cover song and do the cover song than buy the original. Um, yes. And yeah, so they want to take you know that idea of playing guitar and apply it to you know rock, one of the most iconic American genres of music. And uh, I don't know if we need to touch that much on how you play guitar hero because I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody you have a has played guitar. guitar. It has a strum bar and buttons on the fret. And tilt and you, for, but not not as an essential part, but as an optional. You build up a, a score multiplier, star power that doubles your score. Yeah, it's a um, multiplier for. Yeah. So, first one was it did have both. I think it had, had first one just uh, either single player or competitive. Uh, two added rhythm guitar and bass options. Um, so by the time two came out, it had blown up. So Activision bought Red Octane the series rights, but at the same time, MTV bought Harmonix. So they so. found themselves in a crazy situation where they wanted to build on that, but they could not make it a Guitar Hero game, and that gave us Rock Band. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to say this outright. Guitar Hero, I kind of wish, never tried to do the World Tour Rock Band stuff because I They didn't think, do it as well. No, but not just that. I think the unique thing that made Guitar Hero 3 still a very engaging game uh, was the fact that there are certain songs that work more in a Guitar Hero sense than they would in a rock band sense. Oh, yeah. Sense. Like That's something people pointed out. Or, like, uh, things like that, or just guitar-centric heavy stuff. But, like, it works so much more with our songs without lyrics. Like, they, they had Santana songs, things like that. It makes yep. so much more sense for a Guitar Hero game than it would a rock band game. Yeah, but you can't blame them, because people would have 
totally jump ship completely if they hadn't included because because Rock Band was basically it kept the guitar and bass gameplay identical, changed the graphics and the terms obviously, but they also added because um, oh, Harmonix also created the Karaoke Revolution series back in the PS2 days. Uh, which I think kept going until more recently, which was strictly vocals. You could come on the microphone, you'd use USB, and it would judge your pitch and key and tell you if you're singing on key. So they incorporated that, and for pretty much the first time in Western territories, they added drums. So yes. Rock Band was basically a Guitar Hero template, but two new, completely different ways of playing on top. And they were also embraced the DLC model much better at first, because they kept that commitment a couple of new songs every week it was crazy yeah for years yeah uh, and they've gotten back into it lately we'll get to that and i actually i like both series a lot um and i actually kind of still always preferred the guitar hero aesthetic in terms of like the look of the notes and stuff um, um in terms of the way like the the layouts are yeah i agree in terms of the character design guitar hero went in a really weird direction oh I mean, the singer in three was butt ugly yeah well, I think the design of all the Rock Band characters, especially once you were able to create your own, uh, were super slick. Yeah, uh, I, I went, Guitar Hero also incorporated character creation from World Tour onward. That was the fourth one. But I remember like people like Yachty pointing out those characters, as much as you tried, they it was hard to make them look different from each other. They didn't put the same heart into it that Harmonix did. Yeah. Um, a quick note also, uh, we talked about the cover songs in Guitar Hero 1 and 2. Yeah. And... There were a few selected cover songs in Rock Band 1. I remember... And Guitar Hero 3, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest, uh, once you get... Unless you're... If you're listening to it as a song, it's a problem. But I think for the flow of gameplay, I never had a problem with that it. That was never a big um, deal to me either, because it's not like you're just listening to it. Yeah, like, for and example, you, like, in Guitar Hero 1, I love Incubus. And so when they when they i forget what song it is in the first game there's a meet me in outer space um but it's it's done really well and it, it the focus is the guitar the whole time so you're not really pay, like, the music is there in the background to help you sync but it's not the focus right because remember there's just no vocals and drums yet either um but yeah once those series by the time guitar hero 3 rap one took off that it was a worldwide phenomenon i think most listeners can at least remember when that was all the rage um and but by the way, shout-outs to unlocking songs from lesser-known artists, including Amplitude, uh, 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 Harmonix-based band Freeze Pop. Showing oh, yeah. Up. They're still popping up in Rock Band DLC these days. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Guitar Hero for including both Death Clock and Strong Bad. Yes, the Trogdor songs in Guitar Hero too, Which was amazing. And uh, I actually remember back then they used to have unique loading text, and... The one for that was referencing Strong Bad's, oh, this is like Squidly versus Beedleys here. It's like it's saying something like, you should go versus yes. you go for the Squidleys a lot more. And again, uh, I think a great thing about before the DLC rompus happened is that you were able to be introduced to new bands and artists this way. Oh, yeah, including indie ones, because that was the tradition for both series. Like, but the developers had a lot of in-house bands that would get promoted that way. Because uh, for the record, uh, when from Guitar Hero 3 onward, the development was shifted over to Neversoft, the Tony Hawk guys. Yeah, and even still, like, Guitar Hero 3, I think, had a great mix of, like, the unlockable songs, again, are songs that are from lesser-known artists, but they, uh, yeah, like, honestly, they were still popular Honestly, 3 and World enough. Tour are my favorite Guitar Hero games. Um, they, I think they still built on in really good yeah, ways. I think, I think they're really smart with the songs they chose also. Basically, I got introduced to Fall of Troy through FCP Remix. 
yeah, Rocket yeah. Three. And side note, um, one cool thing they did from Rock Band two and three was the Rock Band Network. Um, granted, that was mostly three sixty exclusive, but the idea was because three sixty had this kind of indie game program set up where people could basically get a license and publish their own games with no need for certification from Microsoft. And there was a lot of crappy games from that, but you could also meant people could organize, like contact smaller artists or even bigger ones who hadn't been in the game and release it as full Rock Band songs. Like you got Creed in there, well, you got Eiffel sixty five, which blew my mind. Yes, but at the same time, that's what the Rock Band Network was. That's what I'm uh, saying. Basically, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the, yeah, the, um, Harmonics got the Rock Band Network, which the, again was a lot more frequent on that and a lot lesser known. Yeah, uh, where they they got artists to just like develop their own note charts and things like that. I remember being blown away that the Code Monkeys theme song was freaking DLC. Yes, on Jonathan Rock Colton Band. was a big. Uh, <laughs> Big thing about it. Um, also, but also, but uh, we were talking about discovering bands. I remember discovering this. Uh, I'll try and put the song in the finished audio. There was a band called Conditions. Who did this cool? They were kind of a, I guess, emo screamo rock. And they did a song called Better Life. I bought it and loved it. Then found out they were a local band, and I went and saw them live because of rock band. Nice. So thanks. I thanks remember guys. rock band. I remember they've only done this maybe once or twice. They released like a twenty-song three-pack once. Yeah, there's been a bunch of things. I remember I never got the, uh, do you remember the ACDC pack? Oh, yes. Uh, Interesting Band. story yes. behind that. So the only time ACDC got songs in the game, and a lot of big ones, like TNT and stuff. Actually, I think they had one. I think they had Let There Be Rock in, in two. No, but, yeah, no, there was one Rock Band song ever on before the ACDC pack, and that was Let There Be Rock. I just said that, yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> see, the thing was... Uh, there were a lot of you could. I remember you could read about certain artists who were either resistant to certain how the songs were to be in the game, or they just didn't want to do it at all. Like Led Zeppelin, I think was one that was like, "We're not doing that. This is stupid. It's not real guitar." And ACDC, they were kind of like Prince back in the day. They were like, "We, we want to stick to physical media. So if you want our songs in the game, you have to put them on a disc." And so they didn't put the whole money into doing a band-centric spinoff because, for the record, Guitar Guitar Hero gave Aerosmith, Metallica, and Van Halen their own games where you would actually yes. play as those band members. And Rock Band did uh, Beatles and Green Day. And Beatles, I think- Beatles, I think, is such a great – like. Every, like I'm fine with Green Day and yeah, no, Green Day was fun. One. But Beatles sticks out not just for the sound of their music, but for the presentation. They the went all out. Yeah. The the interface was different. The uh, the they they did completely unique models and venues. Depending like the, on what era the band it is or what album it was, they would perform in different locations, have different looks. For, and for the ones where they performed, you know, where they stopped touring, they came up with venues based on the song, like like imagery or from like Yellow they, they, I remember specifically for Helter Skelter. Um, they would they would show them just singing in studio, but then there was like psychedelic visuals happening. No, in the that was a lot of them. They would start in the studio and tran- then transition. And it had direct. It, obviously, it also had direct input from uh, from Paul, Ringo, Yoko, and the whole thing. Had, do you know how that whole game came about? I do not know. George Harrison's son, I believe Danny, is a member of an indie band called the New Number Two. They had a song. Oh, I was feature. just about to mention New Number Two. They're in the Twenty Song Pack. That uh, that when that yeah. happened and they got in touch with and Harmonix got in touch with him uh, I think he was actually he started going he was like do you want to see if I can negotiate with trying to get Beatles in there and it eventually went beyond DLC to let me give them their own game so thank you Danny I I, I, I could I knew that the lead singer for the number two sounded familiar I, didn't I don't remember if he's familiar. their singer or their I just know he's in it well because the singer sounds very like, like George Harrison <laughs> like I tell you that girl's well there you go and just also a side tangent, the main thing I know about John Lennon's uh, singer's son was that he was in A Monster Sean in Paris. Lennon. Yes, Sean Lennon plays the Beatle in Monster the in Paris. The same voice of the flea, and that's a great movie on Netflix, and you guys did an episode of it. Look it up. It's great. Um, but, uh, funny story. Um, I think I told you that uh, Bebo Bergeron, the director of the film, yeah, yeah. 
he contacted us on Twitter, and uh, but he said like it was a great listen, but you got a few facts wrong. <laughs> and it's still cool so that he bad. actually reached out. That's yeah. Shout out to Bebo. Yeah, it's a wonderful movie, and you get the sense it was a passion project. Uh, yeah. Cool movie. Listen to the episode and look it up on Netflix. But I guess we can start rolling down the talk on these series because uh, we saw a few more more recent stuff. But it um, was interesting. Do, just how. Yeah. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, um, if we're gonna talk about rock band history and progression. I like the idea of keyboard more than execution. I actually had quite a bit of fun with keyboard, but I never played. I didn't try it much with pro keys because that was just so daunting. Because the idea was you could play the full suite of buttons, which would pro keys, but you also had the idea just limited to five of them, like you would guitar, and that's what I did. Yeah, because the thing is, like, as someone who actually has played Beat Mania, I thought like that's what they were gonna do, like you know, just a five button like semi keyboard. And technically, the fact it, did. That it's, it looks like a full keyboard is right. very intimidating, honestly. Oh, did you ever try playing pro keys? <laughs> um, I know that's exactly what I was. Gonna, I I stayed away from it because of the fact that it, it it looked so daunting. Yeah, the few times I tried, unless I was on easy, I was just like, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> um, but let's talk about because that was maybe the most the fastest rise and fall of a subgenre or series of games I can do, think of. Do you, do you blame DJ Hero? No, I don't. I blame, and this is a very common complaint, they just cranked so many of these spinoffs. Not only no, were the no, sequels... No, wait, wait, wait. Not Harmonix themselves, because they just had Rock Band 1, 2, 3, the Legos, and the spinoffs. Well, Guitar they also had Beatles Hero and Green Day and going and going and Guitar going. Hero went crazy. It was, they annualized the main entries. There was like, uh, there were three... Uh, Band specific games or Smash Hits, which took a bunch of the old ones from one and three and made two and three and made them, uh, you know, full band. There was that eighties one. There was uh, there was DS ones. And then there, was, I and there was all the problems with the licensing, where it's like they got Kurt Cobain in one of the games, but now you could have him like dance around like a moron. Oh, that video of him being Flava Flav and Kurt Cobain yes. going, yeah, boy. Uh, I remember the funny thing was Courtney Love made a public statement like this is not what Kirk wanted and then they they said uh, you're the one who signed off on having him in the game we told you the rules Courtney um, but yeah that that was also a thing that Guitar Hero did where they would incorporate real musicians uh, like, they also had trouble when they when there was like a boss battles with like uh, like the dude from Rage Against the Machine and things like that yeah Tom Moreno which, uh, leads into the the be- that's Super Guitar Hero three which actually leads to the best like uh, speaking of boss songs Double went down to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I, and I like having Slash and stuff, but it was the fact, I think it was the fact that you could, when they switched to vocals, the unlockable band guitar players would also be in vocals. You could have Johnny Cash dancing, no doubt sued, because there was Band Hero, which was like their Lego. Lego and yeah. Band Hero were more pop, kid-friendly stuff, and that had all no doubt. You couldn't unlock them to do anything, and they sued. They were like, you didn't tell us about this, and... um but also, I think also what it came down to, Rock Band was better about this. I remember Guitar Hero 5 was the first time I was like, this sound, this set list and new features are kind of lacking. Uh, yeah, because basically there's no point. Like, that's why Rock Band just kept doing D for you. And by the time Rock you Band got to Warriors like, of no Rock, that might be the worst main Guitar Hero. Uh, yeah. The, it's so gimmicky, and the sound list is like half really boring metal stuff. Like, you could tell they were starting to run out of iconic songs, and that sold so poorly. And actually, you mentioned DJ Hero. I like DJ Hero a lot. And it's a shame that when they canceled Guitar Hero, they canceled DJ Hero 2 because DJ Hero 2 was so much, it was a huge step up. I loved it. Um, though it was a very intimidating game compared to Guitar Hero. I appreciate the idea of DJ Hero, especially the mashup collaboration ideas. Yeah. And be able to play as Daft Punk. Come on. Yes. Um, and DJ AM. That game, he was, even though he was dead, like, yeah. a year later. In a weird way, like, Harmonix's downfall is not Harmonix's 
Not entirely. They still put out a lot, but they were not going as crazy as Guitar Hero was. And it was, yeah, it just became... And the fact that every game we would, they would pressure you to buy new instruments, it got ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to go from... from like we're, This new one has a different drum set, and so, there's, so we want you to buy these new drums. I'll, I'll admit, I have two Guitar Hero guitars and two Rock Band guitars... Uh, and like two mics, but I've always kept my Rock Band two drum set. I'm like this. This does everything. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I had to throw everything away when I moved. But I that's used to a have, lot of people. Yes. Uh, uh, but uh, I had a Guitar Hero controller for the PS2, and then for my PS3, I had a Guitar Hero controller, a Rock Band controller, both guitars, and I had the Rock Band one drums, which they yeah. didn't have the padding on them. So when you'd hit them, you'd hear the. <laughs> oh, it's a lot louder, and they're already pretty loud as is. And I, I do remember there could be problems in terms of bringing PS2 controllers over to PS3. It was hit or it was give or take. Uh, original Xbox didn't get any of that, so I was just like, all my instruments are Xbox 360. And for so let's but we get, let's just briefly touch on the revival, quote unquote. Um, now, Rock Before actually does seem to be doing okay enough to keep going, um, but it was. I, I I liked it a lot, but you could tell that um, you know Harmonix was indie at this point. Like MTV sold them because yeah. I, the, I still have yet to buy Rock Band Four, and it's not for any like petty reasons. Just like I don't want to spend all that money on instruments again. Yeah, well, to be fair, um, I think they they did manage to make your back instruments work. I think PS Four where they natively work. Xbox you had to buy yeah, PS Four. Uh, I know this because of fighting games and the way that you can legacy. PS3 sticks to PS4 for yeah. arcade sticks. And so uh, it's possible to program it so that yeah. PS4 no, can uh, register PS3 sticks. I believe uh, on Xbox, uh, I know the drums required an adapter, which I bought, um, and guitars were, some required the adapter and some worked fine. Uh, I, I actually did buy the Rock Band 4 guitar set because I always prefer, I remember I always preferred the Guitar Hero guitar controllers back in the day. Like the, the I think you know what I'm talking about. The Rock Band yeah. strum bar felt a little mushy. Now it's it, solid. Yeah, it doesn't click. click. The and newer, so. the Rock Band 4 one, it's still not clicking, but it feels a lot more solid, and it's very comfortable, too. I recommend it. Uh, um, but Rock Band 4, one of the big selling points was, because, you know, this was years later, but they were like, if they, you're playing, All your songs are backwards compatible. If you're playing on the same console family, you we gradually made that all back catalog of That's DLC. The I've been tempting of still wanting to get it one of these days, because I spent so much money. Oh, my God. I, I should have brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I probably have literally spent thousands on Rock Band and Guitar Hero DLC. <laughs> Yeah, because the thing it. is, it's two dollars or ninety nine cents a song, depending. And like over, like you know, like for one week when you got a paycheck, it's like oh, I can buy two or three songs. Yeah. But then you add that up over the span of like two years. Holy sh! Or multiple <laughs> years. I think I probably have something close to like because they kept Rock Band three DLC going for a long time after it burned out. Yeah, I remember they promoted uh, the last I, song I, I, was I American Rock Pie Band parties because like, and I would like. Like I remember, I bought songs specifically not because I liked them, because I thought it would be fun to play. Yeah. Like you know, I don't want "Bad to the Bone," but that's an iconic song that I think a lot yeah. of people want to play. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, Rock Band Four is compatible, and you can also I I, I want to bring up uh, Rock Band really supported exporting old game track lists, so you wouldn't have to switch songs. Um, so you could they, you could do a one time purchase to use Rock Band One, Two, and later Three songs as oh, DLC. Oh yeah, I remember. I rented a Lego Rock Band yeah, that, PS3, and then I bought on eBay a transfer code. Yeah, Lego and, so and Green Day were. I could transfer all my my songs from Lego Rock Band into Lego Rock and Green Band Day were exportable, and that that weird spinoff they did in between Rock Band Blitz, which was basically Amplitude, 
Um, I actually liked it a lot. I, I own Rock Band Blitz as well. Yeah, it's uh, fun, but it's, it's it, really it's only It's fun, made... but the thing is, it, the notes don't match up to this. Like, it's compatible with all your DLC. Yeah, but they had to do an algorithm. It wasn't manually charted. Yeah, so... But I like being vocals with buttons. I thought that was a neat touch. Yes. Um, and I'd recommend it. And that actually, I don't think it works anymore. It came with uh, some exclusive songs that you could export into the main game. And all that still worked in, still works in Rock Band 4, I believe. Which was a really cool thing. But... Feature-wise, it was very pared down. The character creation took a major blow. You can't change proportions uh, or a lot of colors. It's very limited in comparison. Um, the venues aren't as impressive. And in terms of feature-wise, they just didn't add that much that was impressive. Like the freestyle solos are a novelty. They have – now, one cool thing they've done is that they have embraced the games-as-service model. So rather than do sequels, they continuously patched in major additions. Like they didn't have online play at day one. That took a while. Um, and there was the Rivals feature set, which added, like, a new campaign that was kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure branching narrative thing. Not amazing, but cool. And actually, the Rivals feature is really neat. where You can uh, form online clans, basically, and earn XP. They added a level-up function. And nice. So they'll oh, do God, you every- just reminded me. Rock Band 3 story mode is legit. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the four the four Rocky drama is kind of that, but they replaced the animations with like stock live action footage, so that was hit or miss. Uh, but three was like you get those little pantomime cutscenes. Yeah, um, with, with all the characters that you created. Oh, I got so I got, did, am I the only one who got like legit attached to the characters I created? I did. I I made specific like this guy's my drummer. Yes, this yes, I did. This, this I guy did. Is, is my guitarist, and I, I'm the singer. I named them. <laughs> I did. I made kind of an exaggerated version of myself, Bahonkis, wearing because I wear hoodies a lot. So I wore that, and I just put on the red and blue 3D glasses just for kicks. Uh, I mainly play guitar, so I made him the guitarist. I made my singer. I gave him like that goofy Marilyn Manson haircut and eyeshadow and pale skin, and called him emo boy. Uh, my drummer, I gave him like the spiked hair and a goatee and crazy punk outfit and just called him Punky. Uh, and I made our bassist a girl and called her Huntress. Gave her like a safari hat and coat. Yeah, I don't remember names at all because it's been years. But I remember <laughs> I, like, I, made myself, I made myself the lead singer or a version of myself. Mm-hmm. I made my guitarist a girl. I made my uh, my bassist like this like really rock looking dude. And I remember I made my drummer a fat, pale, white, mohawk shirtless guy. <laughs> That's a shame. If you ever play four, you can't be fat anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> but oh, one other cute thing I remember that's always funny when they do it sometimes – always funny sometimes. But um, when you when there were songs with multiple singers, Rock Band Guitar Hero would make it to like the guitarist, bassist, or even drummer would sing along as the chorus. The funniest one I can remember – did you ever play the SpongeBob DLC? I, I, I didn't. I wanted to because it, ha- it was half off the They prices, took but... the Ryan the Hook song. And the lyrics in that are talking about, hey, drummer, he was in. Yeah, drummer, he was in. Patrick, you're the drummer. So your drummer has is singing as Patrick Starr. <laughs> Look My, at videos. Minor, minor aside, can we talk about, I want to know if you have any uh, embarrassment DLC on your, on your, on your hard drive. Because I remember, uh, because I thought the note chart looked really neat, and I ended up digging the song, I bought Body I Occupy by the Naked Brothers Band. As okay. Well, <laughs> well, actually, I remember they released some f- songs as free that were tie-ins with the Nickelodeon. So I have a Miranda Cosgrove song, uh, yeah. Headphones On. Um, yes, it was I had it too. It I also remember there was something called Get Your Rock On. From like, I'm pretty sure it was like a TV movie that was a high school musical ripoff. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember the name. And a song from that movie, The Rocker, the Rain Wilson vehicle that nobody remembers. Um, paid DLC, I... I mean, does, I, this, I, does the South Park poker face count? If it does, I have that. Yes. And I also I have regular poker too. face, which is redundant, but what the hell. Um, I mean, I guess I have uh, All-Star. I have a couple Smash Bros. songs. Uh, 
I guess that counts because name name some artists that you think would be would count as guilty pleasure that you know are in the. Can you remember any? Um, uh, that uh, that I bought. I have Evanescence. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Jimmy Buffett. I bought some Jimmy Buffett because I, I I have an uncle who is a lifelong Buffett fan. So one time we were on vacation together, I pulled it out and played Cheeseburgers in Paradise for him. But yeah. So anything else do you want to say about Rock Band Guitar Hero? About Rock Band specifically? Um, or Guitar Hero? I, oh, we haven't touched on Guitar Hero Live. Um, I know that's what I was gonna say because like I reviewed it. it. it I never had high. Like, oh I, man, it should. It, the mechanics were not that bad, I thought, but that controller was a bad. Because instead of here's the thing, instead of one row of five buttons, it was two vertical rows of three buttons, and it was so cramped and uncomfortable. Like that was the thing that drew me away from it the most. Uh, that and people weren't big on the DLC model. Do you remember what that was? I do not know. Instead of download paying paying one time fees and downloading them to keep, it was you had the option of doing these free streaming channels. So they would just automatically do these playlists of songs. You wouldn't choose them; you could play them for free, um, or you could pay premium to get like little tokens you could spend a token a token to play a certain song once but you could never do a one-time fee to keep them uh and that drew a lot of ire obviously um that and the fact that you know they abandoned the characters for the for either the live action stuff in the campaign or the music videos and dlc that took away a lot of the charm for me it didn't like the presentation was not as stylized and cool um i remember loving the 2d cut scenes in like guitar hero 3 and world tour you remember those i do yes those were done by Titmouse, the motor city people oh neat yeah, um, they do great um, visuals. Yeah, one and, uh, one minor thing also about uh, I feel like there's one big we're gonna talk about the Guitar Hero franchise. Yeah. And songs. I think we have to acknowledge the existence of Through the Fire and the Flames at least <laughs> once on this podcast. Man, I wonder if that game is responsible for Dragon Force's career. Probably. Um, I oh man, I have a funny story. Uh, I saw Kill Switch Engage live, and mm-hmm. Dragon Force was their was their uh, opening act. Cool. And the thing is, everyone was really into them, but nobody knew who they were. And so they performed through the fire and the flames. And then there's one part in the song where they go like, whoa, whoa. Uh, and the thing is, uh, the crowd didn't know any Dragon Force songs. So the mic, the, they, they drop all the instruments. The singer puts the mic to the crowd, expecting the crowd to sing along. <laughs> and everything is silenced. <laughs> oh, poor Dragon Force. <laughs> they literally look at each other and go, wow. And then they just keep going. I know the, the, I know the melody to the, that, those vocals. That's the only Dragon Force song I know. Um, yes. But yeah, so the Target Life, it actually, I just read they're going to shut down those streaming channels by the end of this year. It just didn't do that well. Yeah. Um, and Rock Band 4 did not do great, but it's done well enough that they're still doing DLC and updates to it. So I would say and, go to that for your modern and, fix. And in a of weird way, the Guitar Hero model still exists nowadays uh, for for people online because I don't know if you're aware of what Clone Hero is. Yeah, no, no, this is what I'm going to talk about. In the we'll, we'll talk about like official games now, but there are two big things I've been into um, in terms of recreation of those. There was Frets on Fire, which was the recreating that, but it looks a little more amateurish. Clone Hero yeah. is like recreating the Guitar Hero interface and style to like a T and it's blown up lately yeah especially because what's been happening lately is people making like meme songs and having streamers play Steam them and react to them live uh, uh, yeah there's I recently bumped into a series of videos from a man named Jason Paradise mm-hmm. uh, who I've fallen in love with his reactions to all these freaking meme playlists like like oh let, let's do um, let's play guitar, uh, Metallica's Nothing Else Matters but it's a shit show and so basically it's Metallica's Nothing Else Matters but like everything's out of key there's random <laughs> drum placements the, and, and if you never play this song the chorus goes never care for what they do and then so what they did the chorus is like never care for what they do 
going for That's like right. 30 seconds. Yeah, no. So Clone Hero is um, is basically a Guitar Hero 5 interface and plays great. And if also people have been have been importing the data so you can play the old Guitar Hero and Rock, rock Band songs in, in it. But they're also creating new ones, and I recommend uh, it has a Discord channel and a couple sites like C3 Creators, so you can download songs specifically. Definitely recommend checking it out. The other one I recommend um, we we also talked about Step Mania. Have you heard of Osu? I have not. No. Okay, Osu has been around for about a decade, and it's definitely the one I at one point was the most into. It at its core recreated Elite Beat Agents and Owen Don with the circles and stuff. And now, granted, that's not the easiest thing with a mouse, but with you know, back in the day, I used a bamboo tablet and just looked at the screen. And now, with like Surface t- t- uh, tablets and the like, uh, you can basically play it as it should be. Uh, and they have done some iPhone and smartphone spinoffs, but because of licensing rights, they had to do kind of more original and limited stuff. Osu is great, and since then, they have incorporated additional modes. Um, the big two being one is a recreation of Tycho, and one is a recreation of stuff like uh, DJ Max, uh, the standard Bimani format. And the cool thing is, when you make a song for any format, it is automatically converted to the others. So they have their their official website. You can directly download a ton of these songs, and it's just a treasure trove if you're into any of those three series. I'd say. And I used to make certain songs, some songs for it. Uh, I'll say the one that's most relevant to this show, just as a prank. We did a Powerpuff Girls episode, and we talked about that when we did that uh, Powerpuff Girls Rule special. That wasn't anything special. But the best part of that is Mojo Jojo singing Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Yes. And so uh, I made a, basically an Elite Other agent. than the ending, which is still questionable, but like, I think that's the best Chris part. Chris hated the ending. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you have the, the Mojo voice, everybody. So I did that, and that got – they have a approval rate approval process to improve stuff but once it's approved it gets ranked and it gets its own like leaderboards and stuff um so i did that i also oh god, god what's the other reminded me of my custom step mania stuff back in the day um mm-hmm. i remember i did uh fly leaves all around me on step mania i did um, a dance remake of megan diaz monsters and because this is me i did the super robot monkey team hyper first go yeah yep, yep. okay no no i, I pulled up here are the uh <laughs> approval ones I've done that are relevant to this uh, uh, the aerobic song from WarioWare DIY yeah Mojo's Everybody Wants to Rule the World some of the theme songs from Bo 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 which I love we're doing that someday me and Tris uh, oh the Heathcliff theme song oh um, god I love you that, yeah I don't like that show but the theme song's fantastic yeah I wasn't a Heathcliff guy but that song oh, that, is the best no the show's terrible but the theme song just look it up on YouTube it's great uh, the theme song's the Beautiful Joe anime I don't like that show either but it's a great song the brighter side the funny thing uh, I never played a Beautiful Joe game in my life but he was my Marvel 3 main for years oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> just cause the, I like triple okay. jump red hot kick mix ups <laughs> okay here's some more random ones uh, Who's Johnny the short circuit theme song Who's Johnny um, oh god uh, I had a step I made a step mania song Dan, the drummer of the used, he, they did a YouTube video of just sim, him singing a custom ABCs, and I, I charted that. So every I think it was just him by himself. So every step was just him saying a word. So it'd be A B C D E F. Nice. Okay, no. Here's the one that is most relevant to both our podcast and this episode: "The Mirror Never Lies" from the Donkey Kong cartoon. Of course. Where Donkey Kong and a pirate are singing about tricking him into thinking he's a pirate. Quick, off the Come top on. of your head, what's the best song in uh, Donkey Kong Country? In the show? Yes. Oh, I actually – I have a lot of them on iTunes. Um, give me one second. I'm going to pull it up. I'm just going to put mine out there. Metalhead is my favorite. Fantastic. So it's, like, it's like a Daft Punk. <laughs> yes. And it's trippy because Donkey Kong the body of a robot and like multiple of its heads yes. on it. It's crazy how good the singer for Donkey Kong is but also how awful Diddy's voice is. Oh, God. Metal so- buddy. 
I guess they brought him. So OKKO OK did a, a yes, episode. yes. <laughs> Go for it, Tom. It's help to tell the audience. Yeah, so OKKO OK did an episode where they had Rad, the alien guy, Enid, a robot, fall in love, and they replaced their regular actors with singing actors. And the and Rad's singing voice actor is the same guy that does all the songs for Donkey Kong. Yes, with <laughs> a beautiful voice. Oh, okay, I know. The anyone can dance. Anyone oh, nice. can do it, anyone can dance. My moves will hypnotize to put you in a trance. Um, let's see, monkey business, where Diddy's invisible. The best meme, our love is stronger than a golden banana. Uh, beautiful <laughs> R&B, R&B but the lyrics are the stupidest thing in the world. Um, let's, oh, oh, K. Rule from the same pirate episode, You're One of Us. Uh, oh, that one's nice, yeah. You're one of us, one of us. Uh, Cable's the best character in that show. Uh, last one, um, Big Bog Monster. Yes. Big I didn't Bog. mean to derail the show, but it's just... No, it's okay. That's This is relevant. <laughs> oh, and, and I know another big one. Eddie, let me go back to my home. Without me, everything's all wrong. Um, so, Osu. <laughs> Man. Tangents, they're great. Um, I recommend Osu. Osu and Clone Hero are completely free to download and play. The be- and Osu, the big advantage of that is website hosts all the songs. So you can just download those easily. And Clone Hero, it's not hard. You can often find, if there's a video of them on YouTube, they have the download link in there. There's a Chart site that hosted everything remotely, and that's where I put all my stuff. And then that got deleted about six years ago. So mm. okay. all those and steps so, are gone unless you save them into your Stepmania yeah. file. And real quick, let's just... Um, touch briefly on so once guitar hero and rock band died out the rhythm genre has also seemed to subside quite a bit in terms of how much you see but i've still seen some cool stuff and i'll name and drop them real quick the hatsune miku games are all right um i think they're fun to play i'm just not a big fan of the vocal music same uh, uh basically i remember uh, me and a few friends had um uh uh what's the name of uh there's a bunch the, name of the marvel card game that that the deck builder um, okay Basically, there's this Marvel Deck Builder game. I can't remember the name of the time it hit my head. Uh, but we were playing it, and in the background, my sister was playing the Hatsune Miku game. And we we're like, well, we're done with this game. Let's try it. And it's legitimately fun, interesting, and complicated, but I just didn't like any of the songs. <laughs> yeah, like, she sounds like a robot. And they kind, kind of all sound weird, the same, but... usually. Um, another one, more quirky. Have you ever played Rhythm Heaven? I'm aware of it, never played it. Rhythm Heaven's great. It's from the WarioWare team, and it's like, it's not so much full-on songs usually, but it's like a bunch of little mini-games all, almost always, just it's just about the timing on one button and different kind of mechanics of how the timing works and what your scenario is. They're very creative. I recommend getting the Mega Mix on 3DS because there was one for GBA that never got localized, then the DS one got localized, the Wii one got localized, and 3DS was kind of a best of plus some new ones, which is actually what they're doing with WarioWare Gold in two months, the first new WarioWare game in a while, and it's a bunch of old ones and new ones. One um, that I personally never played, but I know my sister was a huge fan of back when she had a PSP. Have you ever played Patapon? Yeah, I wasn't very good at it, but that's a, that's a beloved series too. There were three of those. That was kind of both part strategy side-scroller rhythm game. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, Real quick, uh, the Final Fantasy theater rhythm games, I would, if you have 3DS, I'd say get the second one because I thought the first one was fun, but it was only touchscreen. The problem was you're supposed to do like arrow gestures, which is always tough. Uh, Then they did Curtain Call, the sequel. Not only did they include nearly every song from the first game and new ones, but you could do button and and touch button and button controls, and it was a lot easier to do. Um, Bit Trip Runner, which mixes the kind of auto running genre with rhythm elements, pretty fun. Um, Thumper, which is this trippy... Have you played Thumper? Uh, I have not, no. It's on, I believe, PC, 
definitely PS4 and Switch, maybe Xbox as well. I have PC version. It's well, a little res, like way, more, What? Most disappointing rhythm game I ever played. Uh, on currently Google Play and iOS, there's a game called Steven Universe Soundtrack Attack. Oh, yeah, I tried that. That's okay, but yeah, you just see when you're... Steven Universe songs are great. I yeah. love rhythm games. Let's do this. And it's like, meh. Kind of like how they did that big <laughs> RPG, and I heard that was kind of meh. The RPG is actually, it's basically Paper Mario. Uh, did you like I, it? I liked it. Uh, I've logged in a lot of hours on my phone uh, the, for the original Attack uh, the Attack. Oh, I'm, t- I'm talking about the console one. The mobile phone one I haven't good. tried it yet. Yeah, the uh, mobile phone was good, it. but mobile phone you lower, mobile games you lower your standards. You yeah, know? so I'm, I'm looking forward to trying Saves the Light, but... Yeah, maybe I'll rent that it. one. I still need to watch past the first season. It's 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 Chris's favorite show. I have no excuse not to catch up. Um, also, when I review this is one's not very well known. Have you heard of the Metronomicon? Uh, name is familiar. No, this is nothing. an awesome game. It was really just on Steam. It's now on PS4 and Xbox. The basic idea is it has it. It actually does have the storyline and characters and voice stuff. It's a feudal, you know, medieval world, but dance and rhythm are a part of their alchemy, and you're fighting monsters. So the idea is you have like a party members, like a cleric, a knight, a met, and a medic, and a tank and stuff and so each of them have their own classic ddr vertical scrolling arrow lane and for every every time you hit a certain note streak with one of them they'll do they have different tiered spells and attacks so there's a genuine and you switch between them with the d-pad and stuff or, or, or shoulder buttons you, you can use so you can use either a controller a guitar controller which is what i did and on pc you can even use a dance mat and the song tracklist is really good they got people like off five and shiny toy guns and jimmy urine to, to contribute songs a lot of cool oh, nice. or mega ran um and it's fantastic i actually got to meet the devs at an indiecade event last year and review the the console release on my youtube channel look it up and see if it seems like your kind of thing i that's my favorite indie rhythm game of this generation i'd say um kind of flew under the radar um but i think it's done well enough for them to keep adding adding features to it fantastic game um any other more recent rhythm games you'd want to bring up uh, recent not not particularly. Or um, any that we forgot to bring up. Um. You good? <laughs> I, I think we're fine. Because, uh, like, everything I've played, we already mentioned. Like, you know, there's different versions of DDR that got made over time, and we kind of already spoke on DDR as a whole. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, Guitar Hero Arcade was a thing that's a giant waste of money because it's, like, $1. It's just Guitar Hero 3. Yeah, it's Guitar Hero 3, and it's, like, it's it's a Granted, with great for- speakers. Yeah, and the thing is, like in in movie theaters, because it was in, it was at my movie theater to play, and it would be a dollar for two songs, or use your whole dollar for this one long song. I was at David Buster's a few weeks ago and played it for the hell of it. I gotta admit, playing my favorite songs with that speaker was pretty nice. Uh, yeah, but I can still play the three and save up for better speakers. I just I just think it's not worth the money. So, of the games we talked about, which were the ones you would recommend most? Um, so straight up, I would say. Get, uh, any of the first three guitar heroes and first three rock bands are if you're into that whole genre like pick any of them and you'll have a good time okay and what about the uh, other stuff like the manny or the quirky stuff anything there um i would say um the standard for ddr is ddr extreme okay. uh because the thing is stuff before that was from the playstation one era and so the graphics aren't as good uh max two is the only exception to that but the song selection isn't great Extreme basically has almost everything, uh, nice. every, and it's like a perfect selection of songs. It, and it's a, it's the one that's the most standard you'll find in movie theaters and arcades and things like that. Okay. Um, anything after that, like they get a little complex, and the song selections are 
uh, are weird sometimes. Like, I remember my GameWorks got DDR Supernova, and I was super excited to play it. And then, like, half of the songs are really weird remixed localized songs. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't have anything against localized songs. I, again, like, I think there's some really good uh, songs that are specifically made for the U.S. versions of, of dance games that are great. Yeah. But I think what makes DDR Extreme so good is just... The she- because there's almost no localized songs, the song list is so huge, and it's basically a best of. So if you want to play a DDR game, uh, Extreme is your best bet. Okay, I gotta admit because I'm so unfamiliar with DDR, I'm grateful I have a veteran on this episode to re- to guide people the right way. Um, myself, I would recommend I'm Jammer Lammy the most of the three of the three Parappa series. Though they're all pretty yes. fun. I would super recommend Guitar Hero Man. I remember back in the day, it cost a lot to find. But now it's, I think it's going down in price, and you know if you want to emulate, it, it's out there. I recommend all the Owen Don, both the Owen Don and EBA games. I would say my highest recommendations are Leap Beat Agents, Amplitude, the PS2 one. I'd also recommend for yeah, Amplitude. Amplitude's a huge recommendation. Uh, Guitar Heroes one, two, three, and World Tour, which is four. After that, you can stop. Rock Band two and three, as well. If you know, if we're talking the band specific games, Beatles is worth seeking out. Why if you not like particularly them. one? I'm just out of curiosity. Why not? It's very limited. Um, like the campaign is is more standard. The, yeah, the, the the story mode is terrible because it's like you literally just fly in a circle playing like the same twenty songs. It, no, it's the same Guitar Hero tempo. There's nothing to it. Then two and three have a little more op, more choice than variety. There, uh, I also feel like two probably has the best overall set list of the base songs. I don't know. Um, one that's the reason why I think I still have a soft spot for one because one has uh, the Strokes Reptilia yeah, in it. One and four and it are the has, weaker uh, set Radiohead's list for me. Creep. Uh, One and four are the weaker selves to me. That's just a matter of personal taste. Another, I think yeah. the general consensus is that Rock Band 4 had a weaker track list. But again, for all of those, almost all the DLC is still up. They have had to yeah, remove and, a few. And to be noted, music is subjective. Exactly. And, yeah, and so it's hard to we're, to recommend based on – the reason why I recommend Extreme is not because it has the best songs, because it has the most songs. But I'm also, I'm also recommending later Rock Band Guitar Heroes because they improve features. Like 3 just looks and plays a lot better overall. So, and like I said, you can't do the exports anymore. So if you want to play the songs that are on the disc for one and two, you got to buy them. But other than that, I would say go for three. If you know for each, or for each of assets, go for four and and buy some DLC there. I think they've actually started putting out songs from the first three games as Rock Band four individual DLCs, just for the sake of newcomers. Uh, I would also quickly say Osu is a blast. A lot of different options there, and uh, Metronomicon is is I love it a lot. I don't think it gets enough credit because of how what a small company made it, but it's worth checking out. So I think that is going to draw things to a close. Uh, we are definitely going to cut this into two episodes. <laughs> Uh, yes. We've been recording for nearly three hours. Holy shit! Yes, indeed. Well, it was top, top. It was E3 and rhythm games, so we had to kind of and Incredibles too a little bit and crazy tangents at the start. Um, man, it just kept coming back to Donkey Kong. It, it's, it's the way of the world. It's we started with Donkey Kong, we all ended with Donkey Kong. All things expand to the dong. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have gone there. Um, oh please, I'm gay. I don't mind expanding dongs. <laughs> but with it, with, with gorillas. <laughs> that's true. To well, be fair, with the members I'm, of gorillas. But that's to be fair, story. we talked about we talked about the, the fur community. There you go. <laughs> they were created by a lot of those were created by there, and then they made when they made crystal. They knew what they were doing. Um, they knew what they were doing. Oh, or Barry from Conquer's Bad Fur Day. They, they they know. But yeah, that's Felipe. Thanks so much for doing this. And I gotta say. I, I, even though I say like we go for three hours, it's I kind of love when we do that. It's kind of like Chris and some of our guests can often have time like for some restrictions, but then we do stuff like I I recommend both you and our listeners. If you haven't listened to it, listen to the Sonic episode both with me and Colin where we talked about the games and Chris where we talked about every Sonic cartoon ever. 
So nice. I don't know if you've listened to that one, but uh, I haven't. I, I have not yet. Basically, I know one thing you and me have in common is that the Sonic OVA is a guilty pleasure. Uh, it's a huge part of my life, and uh, yeah, I love it. And uh, strange, so we talked isn't to- it? <laughs> <laughs> The worst Sonic voice ever, but it's hilarious. So yeah, we talked about every TV show and OVA and Boom and stuff. That was a lot. It was a lot of fun to see how di- how our opinions differentiated. Where like he he Chris doesn't think Underground is the worst Sonic cartoon. He thinks Sonic X is, and I'm like X is bad, but it's more. X. Was like, think about X. I know you is, used to like it, right? Yeah, I watched it a lot as a kid. And here's yeah. the thing. X would be fine if not for the Chris Thorndike. For all those humans, exactly. Like, what were they thinking? Um, like, that's right, like uh, the most iconic and YouTube poop episode of all might be one of the best, which is the one the Sonic versus Knuckles episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was also weird having Knuckles with Yugi's voice. Gotta say, so that'll uh, we should actually wrap things up. Uh, again, big thank you to you for being willing to do this and for just all this fun stuff to talk about. And I think when people hear this, like I said, there's going to be in two parts. So hopefully, if you for whatever reason did enjoy talking about rhythm games, you enjoyed just talking about E3 and Incredibles two. Unlike where when Chris is on or we have things set up, I don't. It is not 100% set in stone who our next guest and what our next topic is going to be. I will say um, other people have reached out to Colin, who was our guest for Ghost in the Shell and Sonic, is interested in coming back. Uh, and I think you might know this. We're I am very close to setting things up with uh, Dave from Generation Animation. I was excited because I remember you were trying to reach out to Dave, and I was like, I, I, I have know been, Dave would love and to he be is on interested, but he's kind of gone radio silent the past couple days on Twitter. I think he's just busy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm recording with him soon. So try to let him ask. Know. Yeah, ask him to reach out to and check his Twitter. Uh, we there's one. Sh- I'm not going to say what it is yet because it's one that I've been wanting to talk about. But Chris has said I don't like this. We're not talking about it. So I'm like, no better opportunity than to. It's an anime. I'll leave it at that. So I'm like, Dave has not watched this. I'm telling him to give it a little bit. If he thinks he wants to, we're going to talk the whole thing. And if he doesn't, we'll pick something else anyway. But so yeah, it's very likely that he will be on at some point. Colin will be on at some point. Uh, probably my brother since he's local and that's not that's just a matter of, I could just go to his house um, and maybe some new ones I am reaching I mean they would be a new one too and Bianca as well I'm trying to get every Jan and co-host at some point but she is super busy but she has expressed interest so again stay, if you want to stay up to date beyond this and get an idea of what we're doing go to our Facebook and Twitter uh, facebook.com slash play and uh, Twitter at at Sketchwatch Play, where we post updates and sometimes even like bonus stuff or stuff that me and Chris are doing on the side, like the videos we talked about. Uh, and again, if you want to hear more of Felipe, check out Generation Animation. Follow him at Fizzucker, F I Z Z U C K E R. And any other Thank parting you, Carson comments. Carson Daly. What? Thank you, Carson Daly. Thank you, Carson Daly. If you listen to just the second half, you got to listen to the first half where, for the crazy back history behind that. At, behind both our usernames, actually. Um, yeah. But so, Felipe, thank you so much. Uh, I think you may have set a record right now for most guest appearances, at least until Colin uh, happens. I'm I'm more than happy to be here. I genuinely love doing these. Oh, you've been doing it for half your life, you said. Well, I meant specifically Sketchwatch Play, but podcasting. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd love to have you back on with uh, Chris, too. Of your three appearances, only one has had Chris on, and I thought you guys had really good chemistry together. Yeah, because, like, I think it's the same for you on our show, I think, appearances, if I'm not mistaken. That, oh, that uh, I hold the record? <laughs> I believe so. Maybe. I. Yeah, maybe. You were on, you were on for SWAT Cats. SWAT Cats, Spider-Man, Advent Children, Samurai Jack. Um, and did, I think that's – I think did, did you guess on a week where I wasn't around? Uh, though that was this Advent That was Children. A Advent Children. Yeah. I feel like I might I be forgetting one, but definitely that, those four. The only people that are close are like – like basically Mark technically had the record, but now he's a regular. Yeah, no, 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 not, not the regular. <laughs> yeah, so. You yeah. had some big guys. I remember the 
how many times? Because uh, I remember the guests that stick out to me the most are uh, Lemony Fresh and Jell Apocalypse. Like, Jell Apocalypse has been on three times. Yeah, he's and close. So I also recognized uh, Cracky Dave, but I think he's only been on twice. Cracky Dave's been on twice. For Sonic. Uh, Penny Parker, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, Knitting Giant Beanies. Uh, she was on twice. Mm-hmm. Um, we had about- Roy Elvers twice. We had uh, Michael Scalia World was twice. Judy Smalls twice? Judy, yeah, Judy Small. Uh, she changed her her name to Penny Parker, which is why uh, oh, oh, I, I've okay. called her Penny. Tabs on. Uh, yeah, um, but also uh, I guess technically uh, uh, Thomas was a loan developer. Uh, Mike Bithell, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike Bithell's been on twice. <laughs> I meant to say I don't know if you saw. I did a review of a uh, Subsurface Circular, one oh, of his nice. newer games, because I hadn't heard of it, but they got put on the Switch, and I got curious, and it's a fascinating little game. He's done a sequel now with like Alien Contact. I'll have to check it out. Um, yeah. So props to Mike Bithell for trying some cool new stuff. But that is going to draw things to a close. Uh, thanks so much for Felipe. Th- and thanks to the listeners for, for being patient during this hiatus. Um, I'm sorry that it took so long that we couldn't have Chris on. But like we said, real life has to take priorities over podcasts. Chris will be back at some point, just like he was last year. We'll keep you posted on on, on the social media feed. But uh, I am John Flurry. I'm Felipe Diaz-Vera. And suck on my missile punch! You're going to have to listen to the first half to understand that. 